0: Hello, listeners. Welcome to The Cozy Corner with Alexia Gordon, holiday extravaganza. I'm Alexia Gordon, your host. All month long, I'll bring you interviews with authors chatting about their holiday-themed cozies. You'll also hear authors sharing their special holiday memories. And you'll find holiday photos and recipes on the podcast Instagram. Happy listening! Welcome, listeners, to a special holiday offering on the Cozy Corner with Alexia Gordon. I'm Alexia Gordon, your host. Today, I bring you Christmas memories from two authors. Our first story is from Donna Andrews, author of more than two dozen mysteries, including I Will Be Home for Christmas, The Nightingale Before Christmas, and Six Geese a Slaying. Donna shares a story about what happens when you break the rules and sneak a peek where you've no business looking that's certainly a situation most cozy sleuths have been in a few times.
1: I call this the Christmas that almost wasn't. When I was a kid, the rule on Christmas morning was that my brother and I had to wait upstairs until our parents got up so we could all be surprised together by what Santa had brought us. And we followed that rule faithfully, except for that one year. I asked Santa for something that I coveted like crazy. I no longer remember what. But whatever it was, I knew I'd die if Santa didn't bring it. And when I woke up around dawn on Christmas morning, I knew I couldn't stand to wait until my parents got up. I had to sneak down to see if Santa had come through. So I crept down the stairs and peeked into the living room. Nothing. Not only had Santa not brought whatever the object of my desire was, he hadn't brought anything. Not for me and not for my brother. The stockings were limp and empty. The only things under the tree were the modest number of wrapped presents from one family member to another. I slunk back upstairs and crawled under the covers and tried to figure out how my brother and I had both blown it this badly. I couldn't remember anything either of us had done to deserve this. I'm sure my parents were great, you know, really puzzled by how much trouble they had coaxing me downstairs that morning. I dawdled all I could because I knew as soon as they saw that empty living room, the interrogation would begin. They'd want to find out what awful sin Santa knew that they didn't. When they finally talked me into coming downstairs, the living room was full of presents. Everything I'd asked for, including whatever it was that I'd wanted so much. Evidently, we must have been one of Santa's last stops before he headed back to the North Pole. I had a lovely Christmas after all. And I never, ever again broke the rule about waiting until my parents were awake so we
0: could go in together to be surprised by what Santa had brought. Lynn Chandler-Willis, author of the Ava Logan Mysteries, brings us our second story. She tells us how a mother's prayer brought Christmas joy to her young son.
2: My Christmas story took place in 1982. It was the Christmas that my son was three and a half years old. Which is the prime perfect age for Santa Claus and just a magical aspect of Christmas. Up until that time, um, well, including that time, he had been plagued by ear infections um, the whole three and a half years of his little life. And this particular Christmas Eve, he came down with, well, he had an ear infection. And it was causing a great deal of pain. He was running a high fever. And we were in the midst of an ice storm at that time. So getting him to um, his pediatrician was not an option at that time. We were just going to have to wait it out and, um, you know, treat with aspirin or or some type of um, children's pain reliever bless his little heart, he just, he wasn't interested in Santa, he wasn't interested in his toys, he wasn't, he wasn't interested in anything, he just, he was in pain, and he hurt, and he wanted mommy to hold him, and it just broke my heart that, you know, one, to see him hurting like that, and two, that he had absolutely no interest in the fact that Santa Claus was coming that night. So when I put him to bed that night, I remember um, giving him a kiss and telling him, um, you know, good night. And then I remember praying over him. And I prayed that the Lord would take the pain out of his ears. And actually put it in my ears because I felt I could handle that pain better than a child could. And I wanted so bad for him to have a good Christmas. I prayed that with every belief in me. Christmas morning, we woke up. His fever had broke. And he was so excited to run into the living room at the Christmas tree and see what Santa Claus had brought him. And he had no pain. And he was just the perfect, happy little three-and-a-half-year-old boy um, playing with his toys. And it was just remarkable. I was so moved by the power of prayer. Except... I had the worst ear infection that I've ever had in my life. I had never had ear infections up until that time. And from then on, up through my 40s, I'd have ear infections probably at least once or twice a year to the point that my physician suggested putting tubes in my ears. So the moral of this story is, be careful what you pray for, because God is listening. I hope everyone has a merry, merry Christmas.
0: Thank you for listening to The Cozy Corner with Alexia Gordon, part of the Authors on the Air Global Radio Network. I'm Alexia Gordon, award-winning author and host of the show. Tune in next time for another chat with an author writing on the lighter side of crime. Until then, goodbye.